chapter thirty seven of tales of laughter this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c tales of laughter by nora archibald smith and kate douglas wiggin the adventures of chancellor and partlet one how they went to the hills to eat nuts chancellor said to partlet one day the nuts must be ripe now we will go up the hill together and have a good feast before the squirrel carries them all off all right said partlet come along we'll have a fine time so they went away up the hill and as it was a bright day they stayed till evening now whether they really had grown fat or whether it was merely pride i do not know but whatever the reason they would not walk home and chancellor had to make a little carriage of nutshells when it was ready partlet took her seat in it and said to chancellor now you go between the shafts that's all very fine said chancellor but i would sooner go home on foot than put myself in harness i will sit on the box and drive but draw it myself i never will and they were squabbling over this a duck quacked out you thievish folk who told you to come to my nut hill just you wait you will suffer for it then she rushed at chancellor with open bill but he was not to be taken by surprise and fell upon her with his spurs till she cried out for grace at last she allowed herself to be harnessed to the carriage chancellor seated himself on the box as coachman and cried out unceasingly now duck run as fast as you can when they had driven a little way they met two foot passengers a pin and a needle who called out stop stop they said it would soon be pitch dark and they couldn't walk a step farther the road was so dirty might they not have a lift they had been to the tailor's inn by the gate and had lingered over their beer as they were both very thin and did not take up much room chancellor allowed them to get in but he made them promise not to tread either on his toes or on partlets late in the evening they came to an inn and as they did not want to drive any farther in the dark and the duck was getting rather uncertain on her feet tumbling from side to side they drove in the landlord at first made many objections to having them and said the house was already full perhaps he thought they were not very grand folk but at last by dint of persuasive words and promising him the egg which mrs partlet had laid on the way and also that he should keep the duck who laid an egg every day he consented to let them stay the night then they had a meal served to them and feasted and passed the time in rioting 
in the early dawn before it grew light and every one was asleep partlet woke up chancellor fetched the egg pecked a hole in it and between them they ate it all up and threw the shells on to the hearth then they went to the needle which was still asleep seized it by the head and stuck it in the cushion of the landlord's armchair the pin they stuck in the towel and then without more ado away they flew over the heath the duck who preferred to sleep in the open air and had stayed in the yard heard them whizzing by and bestirred herself she found a stream and swam away down it it was much quicker way to get on than being harnessed to a carriage a couple of hours later the landlord who was the first to leave his pillow got up and washed when he took up the towel to dry himself he scratched his face and made a long red line from ear to ear then he went to the kitchen to light his pipe but when he stooped over the hearth the eggshells flew into his eye everything goes to my head this morning he said angrily as he dropped on to the cushion of his grandfather's armchair but he quickly bounded up again and shouted gracious me for the needle had run into him and this time not in the head he grew furious and his suspicions immediately fell on the guests who had come in so late the night before when he went to look for them they were nowhere to be seen then he swore never to take such ragmuffins into his house again for they ate a great deal paid nothing and played tricks by way of thanks into the bargain two the visit to mr corbs another day when partlet and chancellor were about to take a journey chancellor built a fine carriage with four red wheels and harnessed four little mice to it mrs partlet seated herself in it with chancellor and they drove off together before long they met a cat who said whither way chancellor answered all on our way all on our way a visit to pay to mr corbs at home to-day take me with you said the cat chancellor answered with pleasure sit down behind so that you don't fall out forward when we're off away we roam to visit mr corbs at home my wheel's so red pray have a care from any splash of mud to spare ye will sweep on with speed inclined ye mice outstrip the whistling wind when we're off away to rome to visit mr corbs at home then came a milestone an egg a duck a pin and last of all a needle they all took their places in the carriage and went with the rest but when they arrived at mr corbs house he wasn't in the mice drew the carriage into the coach house partlet and chancellor flew on to a perch the cat sat down by the fire the duck laid down by the well pole the egg rolled itself up in the towel 
the pin stuck itself into the cushion the needle sprang into the pillow on the bed and the millstone laid itself over the door when mr corbs came home and went to the hearth to make a fire the cat threw ashes into his eyes he ran into the kitchen to wash and the duck squirted water into his face seizing the towel to dry himself the egg rolled out broke and stuck up one of his eyes he wanted to rest and sat down in his armchair when the pin pricked him he grew very angry threw himself on the bed and laid his head on the pillow when the needle ran into him and made him cry out in a fury he wanted to rush into the open air but when he got to the door the millstone fell on his head and killed him what a bad man mr corbs must have been three the death of parlet parlet and chancelier went to the nut hill on another occasion and they arranged that whichever of them found a nut should share it with the other parlet found a huge nut but said nothing about it and meant to eat it all herself but the colonel was so big that she could not swallow it it stuck in her throat and she was afraid she would be choked she shrieked chancelier chancelier run and fetch some water as fast as you can or i shall choke so chancelier ran as fast as he could to the well and said well well you must give me some water parlet is out on the nut hill she has swallowed a big nut and is choking the well answered first you must run to my bride and tell her to give you some red silk chancelier ran to the bride and said bride bride give me some red silk i will give the silk to the well and the well will give me some water to take to parlette for she has swallowed a big nut and is choking the bride answered run first and fetch me a wreath which i left hanging on a willow so chancellor ran to the willow pulled the wreath off the branch and brought it to the bride the bride gave him the red silk which he took to the well and the well gave him the water for it then chancellor took the water to parlette but as it happened she had choked in the meantime and lay there dead and stiff chancellor's grief was so great that he cried aloud and all the animals came and consoled with him six mice built a little car to draw parlette to the grave and when the car was ready they harnessed themselves to it and drew parlette away on the way reynard the fox joined them where are you going chancelier said he i'm going to bury my wife parlette may i go with you well yes if ride you will you must jump up behind to carry weight in front my horses aren't inclined so the fox took a seat at the back and he was followed by the wolf the bear the stag the lion and all the other animals of the forest the procession went on till they came to a stream how shall we ever get over said chancellor 
a straw was lying by the stream and it said i will stretch myself across and then you can pass over upon me but when the six mice got on to the straw it collapsed and the mice fell into the water with it and they were all drowned so the traveller's difficulty was as great as ever then a coal came along and said i'm big enough i will lie down and you can pass over me so the coal laid itself across the stream but unfortunately it just touched the water hissed went out and was dead a stone seeing this had pity on them and wanting to help chancellor laid itself over the water now chancellor drew the car himself and he just managed to get across with parlette now he wanted to pull the others over who were hanging on behind but it was too much for him and the car fell back and they all fell into the water and were drowned so chancellor was left alone with the dead hen and he dug a grave himself and laid her in it then he made a mound over it and seated himself upon it and grieved till he died and then they were all dead end of chapter thirty seven recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c